Uh, so you guys were hanging out with Nick recently, right? We were hanging out with Nick Murphy, friend of the Nick, podcast. Nick Murphy, friend of the pod. Uh, he told me you guys watched a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We did. We watched several. Well, we watched two movies worth talking about. <laughs> he told me one that I had seen the cover of probably hundreds of times in a video store. Uh, I can't remember the title of it now. I can remember the cover, but it's about a monkey. What Do you remember what it's called? Oh, we remember oh. what it was called. Monkey. How could I forget? Monkey How could I forget? Something. Monkey shines. Monkey shines. That's it. Monkey shines, which I think is a phrase just used now for like animal cruelty in the industry. I think like it's some he... sort of like reference point. <laughs> well, I think I think well, <laughs> I think shine. The shine must come from like The Shining. Like, oh yeah, having some kind of like some kind of uh, uh, uh you know connection well mm-hmm. we don't we don't uh, know something it's, that also, exists. it's not a stephen king movie by the way too even though it feels like it might have been no it, but it's stephen king's friend george romero george romero written and directed by george romero it's uh, very who, it's he, very he wrote and he he wrote and directed creep show ah stephen king was that before this this feels very um, old we should have to check that was i think monkey shines came after creep i'm gonna show. i'm gonna look his at his uh filmography real quick and figure it out so you keep talking well, maybe we just set the scene from what we could tell, because we tuned in a few minutes late. Yeah, real quick, it was six years prior he did Creepshow, so yes. He did okay. not write Creepshow, though, Dom. He, he uh... directed and edited it. Well, yeah, Stephen King wrote it, and well, they wrote it together. Sure, no, yeah. Dom, yeah, your no. facts are wrong. You got called out. <laughs> Do you know what, man? <laughs> Beneath the Planet of the Apes, the very first <laughs> no, we're not, we're sequel... Not. Ever back made. Up, back off. <laughs> back off, man. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> I still think it's I still think it's real. So like from what we can tell of Monkey Shines, uh a a man who is is who's a former like athlete is put in a wheelchair, unable to move his arms or legs. Mm-hmm. He does that thing where he blows into a tube to move his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. But he Wait, what? Also... I've never seen that, but that's yeah, crazy. you have. It's like reference all the time. You blow in the tube and your wheelchair moves forward. I don't know why that's the way to do it. Wow, I don't. I never knew about that. Do you, do you blow into it, or you just control it with your mouth? I always thought you had to blow for it to like receive input. <laughs> Are you not blowing into that? Is no, that it's not probably, what I, thought they I don't think they're blowing into it's it. It's probably like a straw. They, it's probably like I a straw. Thought they blew into it. Not like their breath is propelling the wheels, but there was like a motor going like, "Oh, there's breath. Okay, move forward." That's what I thought. No, they were I always doing. thought they were like Zeus, like a like a like a god blowing. Godlike breath into, the, into their wheels. <laughs> they were the god in the machine. <laughs> oh man, we were probably so wrong on this. But he also I think, has. I think it's probably a straw that you control, like a straw-like thing that you push around with your tongue. I don't like that nearly as much as I breathe into it for it to move. But sure, that's probably. But how would I know what direction you want to go? Uh, oh, you suck! You, breathe, you suck uh, to go backward. You put yeah. you to go forward. Got and it. Never mind. Little, like, Look, I mean, just think about how complicated your life is. Let alone a monkey shine in your ass. Yes, yes. Well, it's like uh, people who have like diving bells. That's not what it's called. But like when you're in the when you're trapped in your body and they do the whole like here's an eye chart, look at the letters and blink when this is the letter you want to spell. There can be complicated systems, right? Like, no, you're be, right. Yeah, you're right. right. Regardless, this is not a crucial part of the plot, other than he's in a wheelchair and can't move. He's but quadriplegic. Yeah, that's he's huge. That huge. To the to the that's huge to what comes about in the movie. But I feel like underrated to mention, Dom, was that like he also had a voice command system where he could be like door eleven and then the doors would all open. Like he had a full 
high-tech system to help him do most of the things. Yeah, he could yell at his house and his house would listen and do stuff. <laughs> it was a very, like, honestly, smarter house than any house now. Like, it was very active. I was going to ask if he was rich, and then I was reading the synopsis, and the first thing is that he was an athlete, so obviously he was rich, and that's yeah, why he, he can I afford think it was the like smart an OJ house. Minus the murder, I think. That's oh, okay. Kind of his thing. Yeah. Um, okay. It'd be like if OJ murdered his own spine, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. But then, so this is where Don and I could not, and Nick and I could not figure out, was that he was given a monkey, like a therapy monkey, but also he was injected with monkey blood? Hold on, let's Well, say. we're not, yeah, well, okay, so <laughs> we watched this on antenna. I have an antenna, and if you don't have an antenna and you can receive a signal, you absolutely should get an antenna. It's like $25 Tom, is the greatest thing. Tom, when did you we, hear, where did you hear of that, getting an antenna? Well, you know, I had one when I first moved out here because I was like, I'm not going to get cable. And then, like, it didn't work, so I just never revisited that idea until recently. And uh, it's great. I love it. Uh, there's a great channel called Comet that they show a bunch of, like, B-movies and cult classics. And that's and, where you watched uh, this, this is where this is where we watched it. And so we turned on the TV. We were we were like, oh, Monkey Shines. We were all familiar with that title. We might as well just watch it because there's already some interesting stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um like I think when we turned it on, a monkey injected. I was gonna say the first thing we saw was a monkey a, running through the hallways with a syringe, and we we're like, "We're on board." I gotta say, the monkey acting in this movie is great. It's a oh, cute it's, little. It's, it's a famous monkey for sure. It's like a Indiana Jones monkey, right? Like a like bad dates monkey. Yeah, yeah, like a little little uh, organ grinder monkey. Yeah, a little cutie monkey. That's like, yeah, they got good little personalities on them, but but can be rascals. Yeah, but what if yes. that monkey was went evil? Yeah, if they they're prone to evil as was seen in indiana jones oh guys the, the monkey was evil the whole time twist for indiana jones too he hailed yeah, hitler he ate a, he, he ate a date remember did he the monkey a, hail hitler no he, he hailed didn't. he hailed hitler and then he ate a poison date wait hold on is this indiana jones two or one it's three no one one, no, is one, one. it's one date. one is oh, the date, okay yeah. okay now I remember. So there was hitler, no nazis though? in two i don't remember the, why we, when did he hail hitler him? Did they make a monkey hail Hitler? I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Let me Google that. I, I don't think he hails Hitler. I don't think he That would be Hitler. a huge gif on the internet. A monkey hailing Hitler. He you know the old right would like, be making that their news, like, that'd be their new meme frog would be like the monkey from Indiana Jones. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I was pretty he sure. doesn't hail Hitler. You don't have to look it up. <laughs> well, despite that fact that he did inhale Hitler, the monkey was still a piece of shit. The monkey's a piece of shit. So this piece, yes. this monkey is also a piece of shit. Uh, okay, so here, here's the idea. So uh, the monkey has been experimented on by his friend who's a scientist who's uh-huh. been injecting human brain tissue into monkeys. So then they like give him, like, hey, our quadriplegic friend, like, why don't you have one of these experimental monkeys named Ella uh-huh. uh, to be, like, your helper? And it's like a good thing, but then it suddenly turns a sinister turn as so the they monkey give, gets too possessive. They give him a little bit of the monkey's brain and, and the monkey a little bit of his brain. I, I I'm not I'm not really sure. All we saw was like a shot of him cutting up his back and then like imply. And here's the thing to say: when you read the Wikipedia plot, uh-huh. even the person who writes the Wikipedia plot's not sure what's going on. There's a lot of times <laughs> where the phrase it seems like there's a telepathic link, but we're not sure. Is said uh-huh. in the Wikipedia plot. Something I read after the movie was that the monkey begins to channel his rage because he's like really frustrated with his life, mm-hmm. and so the monkey starts killing for him. Oh, um, does that imp- and- is that implied or said? 
it happens in a scene where the monkey kills his mom. Oh, we missed that. Yeah, we missed that part. I watched it again. So this uh, guy- it came on a <laughs> couple more times. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the monkey, uh, the monkey. There's this great scene where his girlfriend comes over to help him, but like the monkey trips her up and she gets knocked unconscious. Oh, I heard and then him. the monkey tries to light her on fire. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he no, holds a, no. He holds the lighter up to her dress. That's what you were Yeah. It, Nick was telling me, it's like she was out in the rain too and she's soaking wet and it won't light on fire, right? Yeah. And then so the monkey fucking jumps up on the dude's lap and he's like, she's like hissing and stuff. And he's like, no, go away. Go Dude, away. Get out and of here. the monkey Leave. just fucking whizzes on him. <laughs> oh, and he no. goes... <laughs> And he goes, you slime. <laughs> it's such a good delivery, too. I wish you had those that clip. It's incredible. You can watch it on YouTube. He, he showed me that clip. And then the next clip he showed me. So he showed me that one. And I cracked the fuck up at you slime. But then he showed me the ending where the monkey gets. Okay. Yeah. We should, we should set this up. Please like, set it up. Please set it up. Go. So the whole time, by the way, like it's never really clear if the monkey's going to kill her master or not, or just being overprotective. Like she's also kind of threatening him besides pissing on him. Mm-hmm. But, event- but eventually, <laughs> yes. I don't know why this is the move. She's like, disabled the power in the house. So the automatic things aren't working anymore. Uh-huh. She's got the phone lines and everything. Uh, and eventually she's like, yeah, come here. Come here, Ella, or whatever her name is. And then he it's just Ella. bites down on her neck and just thrashes her around. <laughs> but it's so clearly like a Muppet. It's like a sock puppet that he's just taped to his mate and he just has to thrash it around. It's- but also, also, he gets monkey teeth. It's weird why he gets monkey teeth. He has a bit of the monkey in him, I think. I guess, but it's not really clear. Like, it's just something that kind of comes out near, near the end, right? Well, what separates us? What separates man from animal? Oh, deep, deep. Mm, mm, but to, mm, to set up the clip mm. that I'm sure you saw, uh, yeah, so like, he kills Ella, and I guess he just probably sits there for a while because I don't really show what happens. Like, time passes. Yeah. And it shows him back in the surgery hospital, like, oops, that was a bad idea to put yep. monkey blood in your, in your, in your uh, system. And mm-hmm. we were like, we were in a state where, like, Man, watch this. Some stupid shit's gonna happen, like where a monkey's gonna jump out of his back, and uh-huh. then that happens. Oh my god! They cut open his back, and like, a mo- and Ella just spritzes out what's clearly like a fake monkey. Yeah, just shooting out like a like a, a xenomorph. No, yeah, it's the monkey is real. The monkey was method. It was like I really need to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> just that covered was a, in back goo. That was a collaborative effort between the monkey and George A. Romero. Yes, it, yeah. it, it is most certainly covered in back goo yeah and, and, and then he says like oh my god i was in a dream while i was in surgery but it was one of those beautiful moments where it felt like we summoned a moment into a movie like yes if you chant and believe in it hard enough it'll happen yes we were high too yes yeah we were also high so it really did blow our minds uh, i i wasn't high and i was watching the part where he murders the monkey and i like looked at nick and i was like this is horrible like I just looked at him because I was like, I was like, this is making me sad. He's murdering this monkey, and Nick just looked at me and he was like, "No, that monkey's a total piece of shit. You have to watch the rest of the movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah you got to see what monkey. this monkey do. This monkey, this monkey is bad. It's at funny because yeah. he, he. It's funny because I said that, and then he explained to me the scene that you guys told me about where he tries to kill her by lighting his girlfriend by lighting her on fire, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this thing totally deserved to be bitten to death." Oh yeah, then he also picks up the needle uh, that's already been injected of like sodium, whatever. Uh-huh. And he's holding up to her eye, and it goes on for what seems like seven minutes of like, uh-huh. I'm a, if I could just if I could just figure out how to hold this needle, it's going right in her eye, and then uh-huh. just finally, eventually, he's like, "You slime," and he brings her over there. You slime, you slime. Great movie. Had a blast with it. Uh, 
Uh, I have to just watch real it. quick. The the other movie we watched. I just not to spend another ten minutes talking about this, but the other movie we watched was a movie called SFW. Oh which yeah, which stood for so, so fucking what? what? Well, on our TV version, it was so freaking what? Right. Which what? Which robbed the moment of so much weight by saying so freaking what? <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a movie about like a grunge slacker kid who like. It gets taken hostage, and they're he's hostage with like, uh, who is it? Who, who's the girl in it? I, I all I can remember is it's the guy from I can't even. They're, they're so generic, dudes. Let me, let me just also add this detail, by the way. No, the actress though. I know. I'm trying to remember. Uh, while while I'm looking that up, I'm looking yeah, it up right now. This is, like a, this is like a Reese '90s movie, by the way, too. So this was like before terrorism was a thing we all thought about. It's a yes. very strange. It's Stephen Dorff is the other guy. Stephen Dorff. That's right. Stephen Dorff and yeah, Reese Witherspoon. So, so, but they're they're held hostage. Reese Witherspoon and him and some other people are held hostage for like a month. Mm-hmm. And like this terrorist group like takes video of their hostages, and then they 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 worked a deal with the government so, so that they would air the videos on television. Uh-huh. Um, and that's where he became famous for like they were gonna kill him, and he was like, "So fucking what?" <laughs> but it's like the angstiest like dumb what a 16 year old thinks is cool movie yeah um, it's very try hard it's very like reddit slash atheism like that's it feels like that's the entire attitude oh of it. boy oh boy uh but uh yeah the uh director sent the uh, movie to kurt cobain because he wanted to use a nirvana oh, song in the movie <laughs> yeah, this and uh apparently he's the the guy is quoted in Wik- on wikipedia as saying uh yeah, uh Kurt really responded to the film and then the Wikipedia goes on to explain. However, uh Kurt could not uh he could not secure the rights to the Nirvana song for the film because Kurt killed himself shortly after. Oh my god, dude. So this movie and not just because it was related, like the whole movie is about this very try hard like this guy's message of so freaking what uh is changing the nation. Like it's it's a huge deal. They're playing the the terrorist tape footages on TV all the time. Uh-huh. Girls want to fuck him just because of how cool he was. He doesn't care. What's his name? Chris Spab. It, it was, yeah, it's it a couple called him Spab. It was so annoying, but like you could see in the movie this guy who's supposed to be like an anti-hero becoming a messiah and it right. like ruining his life. You're like this fucking made Kurt Cobain kill himself. Yeah, and then and then some, and then this girl stands up at this at this like at school where he's giving a talk, and he she stands up and she goes, "Everything matters," and she shoots him. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh yeah. You I guys should you should really part. watch it if you want to watch a really bad movie. It, so it really does bad. feel though like like a fourteen year old wrote it. I'm gonna watch like, Monkey Shines first, but I maybe I'll get to SFW. Also, going to add the the terrorist footage stuff. That feels like a whole movie. That is like the setup. The the most of the movie is about Steven Dorff now being a cult hero because he was so funny and interesting in the terrorist footage. Like they'll show footage where it's like him and Reese Witherspoon are just like doing sketches for the terrorists. What? Like they're not they're not traumatized, they're like kind of just having fun and like fucking around and that's making them more likable it, it's insane and he's not a hostage 
he just plays one on TV. <laughs> That's like one of his lines. Yeah, it's really oh my awkward ideas. But the of best, like the, the cool stuff. The best, the best part of the movie though is that throughout the entire movie, Reese Witherspoon is being interviewed on television all the time by all different types of people. Larry oh. King, <laughs> Phil Donahue. Oh, 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 yeah, I heard about this. And then, and then, it, and then, shortly we were like. It's all these knockoff guys. It's not the real. It's not supposed and, to be Larry. It's supposed to be Larry King, but it's not supposed to be Larry King. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be Larry King, but it is some other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we shortly realize, oh, it's the same actor playing all of this, all of these oh imitations. God. It's the same fucking guy. It's the actual actor. Credit is seven different characters. Fucking. But the weird. movie's like not a comedy. It's really weird. It's just really bad. It's also really <laughs> bad. Yeah, it's it's so much like when you do you guys have like have friends, especially who are like in college. They're like doing their first film, uh-huh. and they're doing like Tarantino esque stuff, where like dudes with sunglasses and guns and briefcases are just running through a parking lot, saying things about life and yeah, and the bike. It felt like that for a major motion picture, right? It was really bizarre that it got made. I yeah, we were, we were kind of dumbfounded by it. Well, it came out the year after Pulp Fiction, so... Also written by the guy that wrote uh, uh, Groundhog Day. Wait, yes, but it, as we know with Groundhog Day, they really made that movie as they made it. Like, right, I think yeah. they really deviated from the from the script. I'm so sorry, yeah, it came, out the, it theory, came out the same yeah. year as as uh, Pulp Fiction, but hold on. Are you sure about that? That What? Wasn't I thought no Groundhog Day was written with Harold Ramis though, and I feel like Harold Ramis really. No, I think yeah, I think our, our theory was was that this guy did a script for Groundhog Day at one point and wrote the most like unshootable angsty thing where Bill Murray's character just goes through hell uh-huh. and like he just spends his time meandering and not doing anything and just like saying things about life, kind of like this Goosebuds book. Uh huh. <laughs> kind of like this Goosebumps book, if I could I was make gonna that say, connection. So freaking what happened in this book, guys? This, the worst Goosebump book I have ever read. Hold on. Okay, so I need to <laughs> lay something out here. Okay. I feel like I feel like Dom's going to agree with you, but I need to say, and full disclosure, I, I remember reading this one very distinctly as a kid, so this was kind of a fun nostalgia trip for me. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's the... It's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, we are split. It's okay, a good yeah. one, but it is the least. It, there's no horror in it whatsoever. No, no horror. I would well, say the horror no, of time travel. That that's but that's where the horror comes from, and that's why I think it's good. If you, if if a scary thing to you is being changed by your own mother, then yes, there's a little bit of horror to it. But I see right. what you're uh, yeah, having like my adult consciousness being changed, uh, I would prefer not. I would prefer it. I would, I, I would not well, want that. And your adult consciousness book, yeah. watching as your life hurdles backwards to the void. I mean, there's also I mean, that. I, I mean, unless you want to be changed by your mommy, Chad. <laughs> I don't. I don't at all. But here's, <laughs> okay. here's my okay, fundamental problem. Okay, just give me the opportunity this... to say that you did. No, you fundamental did. problem with this book, and we can get into it, is that the main character acts as if he has no agency when he clearly does. Like... Can we, do we just go on, explain go on. the plot? Ex- yeah, yeah go, go, it, it seems like you got a soapbox to stand on. Well, plot it, <laughs> plot it up, Chad. I don't want to railroad. But let's just lay down the no, basic no, idea talk. of this plot to get let's, into the problem with it. Plot it out. Dumb kid Mike, or whatever, 
Anthony. Anthony. Wait, no, 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 Anthony. No, no, Anthony's the guy selling the selling the clock. Never mind. Right. Sorry, I, I thought it was Mike. Mike could be wrong. Uh, he's like got a shitty sister that his parents love for no reason. Whatever. All the, of the shit- most basic. The shittiest yeah. kid in any of the books that we have read. The oh, mo- by far the, the shittiest. But easily I, I the shittiest kid. It was beyond uh, even b- believable that, like, the sister could just destroy everything and have a monster disguise climbing out of a cuckoo clock. And the parents would be like, Mike, what are you doing in that cuckoo clock? He's like, is that me? He's like, Mike, you're in trouble. Like, it was just beyond believable. But It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It wasn't entertaining in any way. That was, like, half of the movie. But eventually, Dad buys... An antique clock that he's been wanting to buy for years. Mm-hmm. Our our main boy has no interest in it at that point. It really should be a story about the father, because he's the hero choosing to cross the threshold, so to speak, by buying right, the clock. Right. We can talk about all of this. I just, I just want to jump to the point. Of, Although I'll argue that later in the book, he inspires the purchase of the. I think. Yes, a, I think there's some does, time yes. loop shit shit going on in this. That's all I'm saying. No, there's there's a our main character is definitely just like I don't know. Dad bought this clock. I guess I'll fuck around with it, even though I have no plans to. He turns the head of the cuckoo clock backwards, which I very much remember as a kid. Yeah, that being a weird idea, and finds himself the next morning repeating his life backwards. So he repeats yesterday, and then three days ago, and then uh, six and then months a, ago. Yeah, a couple of months ago, and it starts to get exponentially faster. Yeah, and that that is the general core like hook of the book. But hook of the book, hook of the book. What's, That's our what, new category. What's the book? What's the hook of the book? RL, RL. I just don't see <laughs> it's it. Yet. A new segment called hook of the book. Where I just hook yell. Hook of the book. <laughs> but uh, well, you see, there's a haunted boat, and uh, anybody who gets on it, uh, they uh, they turn into a frog. Uh, I don't think so, RL. <laughs> you got, you got. You know what? You got hooked. I'm putting this fish back in the water. That's like the weird tagline. If we don't like it. Um, doesn't catch really make re- any sense. Catch it, catch, catch and release. release. <laughs> yeah. hook. Doesn't even make any sense. All right, but like, so very early on, he's like, "Oh shit, I'm repeating my birthday again. This is going to suck." He clearly shows that he chooses to do things different than he did last time, and still fucks up. Like the first time, his little sister trips him while he's walking down the steps, and he spills the cake everywhere, and everyone makes fun of him, and they call him. They say he looks like the Hulk or whatever, because I guess the cake was green. Uh, yeah, that's never. Well, that's a detail that's never explained. Never Chad. explained. It's like I know. Did the cake eat uh, cake a lot? Did he? Did, uh, anyway, it never uh, says that it's a big green cake. <laughs> it's a green cake. And he talks yeah, about being the detail. Hulk, and I was, I was, I, that bugged me. I'll agree. I really bugged me. I was like, I don't know. Maybe there's a famous comic and uh, comic issue in the '90s with the cake eat a bunch of the Hulk ate a bunch of cakes. I don't yeah. know. One and done. RL first draft <laughs> looks good to me. Printed boys. <laughs> Aurel, your your license is revoked. (laughs) (laughs) So he he has agency of himself and knows what's supposed to happen because he's lived this life before. He gets a second chance, right? Yeah. And then usually it falls into like, oh, but I didn't realize my sister was actually hiding under the table. So I fell later, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. You got to learn from your mistakes and change the fate. He very but he quickly can't. just. But he can't he throws, because he throws his arms up and just resigns himself to being the same things again. It is it's, weird. I'll it's agree. Crazy. I'll agree. So, so like, go ahead. I was gonna say. So Chad didn't leave much out. They no. Pretty sorry, much, I just summed up the whole book in thirty seconds. It, but it's very. The book is so simple. This this book is so straightforward. Literally straightforward and straight backward. It goes. You go into a couple days. You see a little bit. It's actually really an odd structure because he. Oh, it's insane. Because he talks about. I think it starts with him 
getting the clock, right? Yeah, the, the order of events is there's multiple flashbacks in a reverse order that I've never seen before. Yeah, so it's like he he he's the day his dad brings the clock home, they see the clock, then his sister fucks with him while he's while they have the clock, and you learn how shitty his sister is. Then he he's like, man, she is the biggest piece of shit. Let me tell you about three days ago when she was a piece of shit, and he talks about three days ago, and then he's like, let me ta- tell you about five days ago when she was a piece of shit and he jumps back in time further then so weird <laughs> then we jump back to the present time and he has his birthday and it's really bad and he's like this is it and he like turns the uh or no no i think then he does the cuckoo clock right yeah and, and, and by the way he's never really his his whole plan is that his sister's continually framing him for stuff yeah which it seems like there's nothing he could possibly do that wouldn't end up him blamed, right? Like the sister tears up all of his birthday presents. We witness it. over his bike. Yeah, we witness it. Parents witness it. His parents, parents see him knocked over with the cake, and the parents are like, "Get out of here, Mike! You're dumb." The best part was when when she jumps on the bike on his birthday. They get him a bike, yes. brand new bike. They take him out, and they've been building this up all day. He gets out there. He's excited. He loves it. And his sister, the piece of shit she is, jumps on the bike <laughs> and scratches it right off the fucking back. Ah, and. Brand new. And brand new. Big old scratch on it. And he gets mad about it. And he's like, you you messed up my bike. And then his parents are like, you're not going to be concerned about your sister maybe being hurt, Michael? And and they get super upset about it. And right there, that just shows you. That's all you need to see. The parents don't give a shit. The parents are biased against their boy. So They're super biased. Is, and they've yeah. already blamed him, even though Tara or whatever has messed up the clock before and blamed him. Yes. His plan is, I'm going to sneak down at night. And I'm going to turn the head of the cuckoo clock bird backwards. That'll show him, and they'll totally blame her. And like, why? What evidence do you have in your entire life to make you think that that would work? It's 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 insane. Let's admit that Michael might not be the brightest of kids. Maybe there's a reason to hate him, I guess? I don't know. So maybe he's just not the brightest kid. We, we should also talk about the cuckoo clock itself in that not only did RL tease that it has magic powers, the characters just talk about it. Like, I had this excerpt I, I broke out where they're like oh you know i've been trying to buy it for years uh and eventually this anthony shopkeeper who we never really meet really yeah. as a major character uh is like you know what fine i'll finally sell it to you because there was a defect with a defect i won't tell you what it was i didn't he didn't want to tell me so clearly something's wrong with the the, the magical curse device well what's great and- is, is the, the anthony puts the clock on sale Yes. He's, he's like, oh, he put it on sale, and I went in because I've been wanting to buy it for forever. And then Anthony's like, no, 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 I'm not going to sell this to you. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Anthony? If you don't want to sell the clock to somebody, don't put, <laughs> don't it, on put it on sale. No, it's so it's it's such a strange. And it's also not a scene we say. We we it's not a scene we see. Right. It's just it's not the Mr. Miyagi like or the Mogwai sale to like be careful if you choose yes. this call to adventure. He's more just like I don't really want to give it to you. The dad demands it, but let's say the shopkeeper knows the cursed item is defective or cursed. He should warn so, him. Is he either trying to warn him, like, don't you don't want this? If so, why sell it? Unless you just really need 500 bucks. Right. Like, unless you're really hard up. Or you want him to take it and be cursed. And if so, then why are you putting up such a big fight about it? Like, right. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But so they're like, okay, there's something wrong with it. He, they look at the side of the clock. There's... Uh, very specific dials, like tiny numbers were painted in black alongside the outside of the dial, starting at 1800 and ending at 3000. The thin gold hand pointed to one of the numbers, 2003, which is clearly the year of the book. Yes. So like the, the the control on the side of the clock is clearly a time machine. Uh-huh. Like, 
but they're weirdly like, oh, yeah, that's because he built the clock in 1800, and it's going to go to 3,000. Why, why would he stop it at 3,000? He probably thought the world was ending. I don't know. What, why are they talking about this? It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but I just want to, the, then the detail, like, okay, we, we as readers have bought, caught on that there's something fishy about this clock. We're kind of connecting the dots. And then there's this beat where he just spells it out. Uh, Dad kept admiring the clock. He could hardly take his eyes off it. I'm not surprised the cuckoo startled you, he said. There's something special about this clock. It comes from the Black Forest of Germany. It's supposed to be enchanted. Enchanted, I echoed. You mean magic? How? Legend has it that the man who built this clock had magical powers. He put a spell on the clock. They say if you know the secret, you can use the clock to go back in time. So you just know that already? That's crazy. <laughs> and the best part the best part is, well, I guess you go back in time in the clock and it's before he ever had the story told to him by Anthony at the at the store. I guess. But the dad does not buy it when it starts going back in time when Mike tries to tell him that he's going back in time. Oh god, yes. Yeah. So unless he even unless he told him the day of purchase. Like, I've been always wanting this clock. You can't have it. Finally, you can have it. By the way, it's magic. Yeah. Okay, whatever. This crazy old man's having dementia. He's sundowning. He'll sell it to me now. That's, that's <laughs> right. totally... Uh, it, it's such a crazy premise, but then the son's like, I will turn the head backwards. It'll slowly piss off my dad, and then Tara will get in trouble. Yep. And thus begins the backwards fall through time. And when I just... I, I personally lost my goddamn mind reading this book. <laughs> I thought... At least it was nice that they set up the motivation real quick and about his sister pissing him off and him being able yes. to use this thing and that he wishes that he could remember the years without his sister. In yes, his life. I thought that was a weird statement in the beginning of the book. I wish I could remember what it was like to be a baby. Do you? Do you really want and like, oh, I get what he's saying. He's, wish, he's wishful thinking. He yes. wants to. You're going to see that. And, yes. and I and I understand upon retrospect as I was reading it, like. Oh, that's why he called out specific moments of when his sister was shitty because we're going to see them. Yeah. But he still didn't need to write it in this weird convoluted like flashback into flash forward into flashback. That's just bad story writing. That is literally like I'm writing this train of thought. I I figured out a scene. I could move this back and reorder the events. Nah, we're good. Catch Editor's re- number. Editor says it's fine. Like or whatever. Catch and release, baby. Uh- yeah, catch and release, homie. Catch and release. I set it out. It's going to make me a million dollars. <laughs> Dom, did you did you read the book or watch the show? Um, I've actually seen this episode before. I read the book, but I, I've seen this episode before. But Do you remember anything? Is there anything? Or I thought I saw it before. The, or was that another time? Jog my memory. I've seen another episode that's like this where... Little boys get really old. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been. I mean, I guess it could have been this one. I don't know. I think I can't remember. I can't remember which one it is. But little boys get really old. That could be and, the uh, twist ending on the TV show. I, yeah, I want to know if they. Because I, I didn't watch the TV show, and I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't. Because I feel like they're. Well, oh, go ahead, Chad. No, I just want to add. Like, it's possible we should we should hit the other beats of it so we can see where it would get to that beat. Okay, yeah, true, true, right? true, yeah. true. Okay, so let's keep and, going through it. So, and this is you'll maybe understand why I was so frustrated. Was okay. Now he's back to his birthday again. The first day he resets it's his birthday again. Ah, oh, I can't believe you guys are pulling a, a prank on me. And this is classic. This is oh the prank thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, he's just like it's classic time travel. Like I don't believe it's the same day. You guys all must be pulling a goof. Like 
I think until halfway through, he kind of seems to go with it, but then he still allows the events to happen. Right. He's still like, there, she's going to open my presents again. And he doesn't do anything to stop it, even though he can clearly do something different. Right. And, and then he goes to bed and he wakes up like, oh shit, it's like five days earlier now because my parents are mentioning that my birthday's in four days. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm traveling back in time. And they do some A plus improvisation there where they all start talking backward at the same time. And I was oh, like, that was, oh. I was like, you guys are pros here. That's... That, that was the one cliffhanger I was kind of into where it was like, oh, don't you understand, uh, Mike? We are all traveling back in time. We're stuck and we can't stop it. That yeah. was one where I was like, please let this be the plot. Please let them all be trapped together. That's so much more interesting. Right. Uh, Prank. No, it was, all, it was all a goof. They all started talking you. backwards and, haha, you dumb idiot kid. We hate you. You're, you're the worst. I think this book uh, had the least amount of like actual cliffhangers. No, like, yeah, the only cliffhangers were just again pranks, or I or I went to bed. I wondered how old I'd be next. Night. That's that's pretty much all the cliffhangers in this one. Yeah, so the, I think the part where I got really frustrated was he's established that he could do things differently, but the first time he fucks up because he doesn't realize it's actually his birthday again. I get it. Second yeah. event is which is farther back now or whatever is like we were practicing for the play, the Frog Prince, and I had to do a frog costume, and last time. Uh, my, my crush was over cause we were gonna rehearse the play and my sister totally tricked her into coming upstairs while I was changing and my zipper was stuck and I was in my underwear and she yep. saw me and laughed at me. Yep. This time things are going to be different. I'm going to tell her I'm not going to put on the costume and they start demanding I put on the costume. Fine. I'll go upstairs and I'll lock the door. Yeah. But I guess I'll still change in my underwear tempting fate once again. Uh, just to see what happens the lock oh the lock wasn't working that's right my dad hadn't fixed the lock yet so she walks in and sees it again again that's just mike being dumb mike is the worst but like okay he starts to just very clearly not have any like joy experiencing with the, the ability to do things over like so the the third event that he's already established was at one point at a birthday party one of the friends, like this big bully guy, is looking for his Blue Jays hat, and he can't find it. And Tara, his sister, had planted the Blue Jays hat in his backpack, framing him mm-hmm. so that he got beat up real bad with uh, a really, really weird phrase. I just wanted to, I think I wrote it down, but it was just really strange. We're like, after he was done with my body, my clothes never fit the same way. I'm like, did he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what, what? That's such a weird phrasing for why that. Why would you say why that? Why would you write it in that way? So, so he says that, right? And then this time it's happening again. He realized what it is. Oh my God, the Blue Jays hat's in my backpack. And he just cuts to, well, you know what happens next? He kicked my ass real bad. <laughs> Why? Why are you just letting him do this again? It's just, it's so bizarre that he's just rolling over and going, well, fate, it's fate. I is agree. It, well, how much, how much are you really in control of at that point? Well, he doesn't do anything to stop it. I, I, I get it if it was like he was trying to change fate and then it was one of those time paradox things where this still had to happen. Well, you doesn't know, he? To stop. Yeah, it happens I think anyway. He, it happens in a different way. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like a, like a deal with the devil type of thing. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think at no, that he, point he, he does try to stop it though, because doesn't his sis doesn't he like try to stop his sister? Or no, he doesn't see his sister or something like that. I well, can't remember. L- later on, he doesn't see his sister because spoiler, she's gone. Right. But like at that at that point, now the time jumps are going faster and faster, and other than one time where he tries to like run outside, he mostly just lets time do stuff to him. 
which is the exact opposite of like the the fun of Groundhog Day of like yeah you know what I decided to punch out the guy I didn't like this time to become or, the god in time yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll at least I'll at least try stuff which should be the fun of this book is what if you could do whatever you want this day and it wouldn't really matter but you're trying desperately to do anything like, right uh, he he jumps back where he's even younger and he totally takes the bus. He finally, he finally, like halfway through the book's like, that's right. The, 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 it was from the antique store. I'll mm-hmm. just go there. Cause then there's no longer the, the clock is no longer in his house cause they haven't bought it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get on the bus. I'll go down there and I'll, I'll buy the clock, but it's closed cause they're on vacation. What a lame plot device. Right. So gone he, fishing. He's like, gone fishing, dude. Gone fishing. Another hook and release. Damn. Uh, Damn. But so he's finally doing the fantasy. We're like, you know what? I'll do something. He goes over to like a construction workers. He picks up a little brick. He's planning to break into the store because it's right there. Yeah. And his da- his dad catches him like, oh, hey, Michael, what are you? What are you doing? And he like totally plays it off. Like, oh, I missed you. I came to find you on work on the bus. Well, let's get out of here. And he just goes with it. But like, do something. Kill your dad. Like, smash the window. <laughs> Kill your like, dad. run, run away, and then like loop back to the store as he's looking for you. Like, but theoretically, he can do whatever, and it won't matter. He should have killed it's, his dad to test it. You're right. Sure, just like some something. Most important thing is getting to that clock and reversing it. You know that's the problem. But he's just like, ah, mom wants me to go to church today. Can't do anything about it. Like that's half of the days where he's just like, ah shucks <laughs> I, I can't say no to mom so i guess i'll yeah. just go to bed again like it's just that I, continually i mean if you're time traveling and you're like shit this is gonna happen again i have a feeling <laughs> that this same shit is gonna happen again tomorrow yeah and we're gonna go even further back if i ever ever wanted to kill somebody <laughs> yeah now would be the time. Yeah, this is the perfect time. You, you're going away from the consequences, even if the timeline still happens, right? Like, even if somehow, when you do that, when you stab your dad, right? We're, Goosebuds is not encouraging stab your dad. When you stab your dad. Unless you're, tra- unless you're <laughs> traveling back in time via a, you're a haunted time, cuckoo you need clock. To save, save the fate of reality. Yeah. Like, even if that c- took in that timeline, you're going away from that part of the timeline. So you're fine. You're totally fine. Uh, he never well, does. Yeah, if you want to be a little, about if it. you want to be a psychopath in training and figure out, you know, let's play around in a safe place with murder. This is the place yeah. to do it. Oh, how, how I feel like we've talked about this like two years ago. But if you ever wanted to murder someone, having a time machine would be guilt-free murder. You just like murder, murder whoever you want. You purge, and then you just time travel back like an hour beforehand, and instead of. Having a green LaCroix, you have a yellow LaCroix, different timeline. Changes you're fine. everything. Yep. Changes everything. That timeline's in the, not, you're not with that timeline anymore. That branched off. No murders happened. Totally good. Uh, yeah, you're good. You take your time, you take your, your time travel device after the murder, you time travel to ground zero, 9 11, maybe 9 12, <laughs> drop the body, did, time travel back. Did dump a body. Wait, dump we talked about this. Yeah, we talked about burying bodies in 9 11. Sorry, now I remember all those The timelines are starting to go together, Chad. They're starting to intertwine. All those, all those iTunes reviews are suddenly making sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how could you forget such a genius idea? <laughs> it's really, um, it's a really smart idea. Uh, what? Uh, uh, here's the thing, though. Yeah. You kill somebody. The next day you wake up. <laughs> yeah. Phew, I've only traveled further back in time. I'm okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I think you've activated the killer gene. 
<laughs> Wait. Okay, so you're saying that you you have now have a taste for blood. That yes. Must be yes, we are. We, uh, 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 some of us have it in us somewhere. It's in our bloodline, the killer gene sleeping inside us. You have. I, well, I would argue then, Dom, that it's been in your it blood regardless of when you did your first kill. It's just been waiting. So I think if you travel back in time five days, you're still got the killer gene. I think he's right. Yes, because it's like the monkey shine. When we injected, <laughs> when we injected the monkey with human DNA, it got the murder gene in it, and yep. that is when the monkey went crazy. With animal instincts, no, took that's over. not the plot of Monkey Shines. You didn't get the blood that killed him. What happened? That's what happened. That's what happened. That's Chad. Not what happened in the movie? <laughs> no, this is this is this is actually a good question. But when is the murder gene inactivated? Because it's never really clear in the book. He seems to have the intelligence of his twelve-year-old self, or whatever. When he's a baby, is. yeah. When he's a baby, but he doesn't have like he again. This is my theory. He acts as if he doesn't have control over himself sometimes. So he's falling younger and younger, and eventually he's like four years younger, and he's in the wrong class. Eventually he's a baby, and his mom's changing him, and he's like, "No, mom, don't change me." Oh no, I'm pooping. He doesn't say all of this. Yes, of course. But like, does he not have control of his muscles at that point, or is he like, "Oh, this sucks. I guess I got to poop in front of my mom." No, he doesn't. Like he actually could because st- he tries to like walk when he's a baby, and he's like, "Oh, I can't walk real good. I suck at this right now." That's, he's got that's such a strange idea though that he has like the mind of an adult, but none of the motor control of an adult, <laughs> but none of the muscle memory. Yeah, it got wiped, Tommy. <laughs> but it didn't because he knows what to do. <laughs> like- he should have been he should have been doing backflips like a little Chucky doll as a little baby yes. doing all kinds of crazy shit. It should have been like a super babies, baby geniuses two type thing where he is babies and babies day out all combined and babies day out all doing crazy shit, and that would have been way more interesting. But instead, he's like, "Google Gaga, I can't do anything now." Now I'm actually trapped in a body, and that's that a, is actually kind of horrifying. And it's funny though because when he becomes almost useless is when he starts to actually take control of his life. Yeah, way too late, dude. Hey, way too late. Maybe it's a metaphor, Chad, for all of us. That we wait until it's I, I, too late to try and take control of our lives. I, I cannot stress to the view, the listener, if they didn't read this book, how many chapters end with him going, like, at 6 p.m. going to bed. Like, <laughs> like he just gives up for the day. Like, you're kind of resetting in Zelda Majora's Mask. Like, ah, whatever. Well, like, I gave him just, my best shot today. I gave him my best shot. Uh, like, dude, if see- I was time traveling, I, a lot of my day would be like, oh, my God, I time travel. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I would be like... Whew, six o'clock i'm ready for bed i had a big day <laughs> like that there's not a single time he tries to like sneak outside or you know steal his dad's credit card to buy the clock or or do anything like I, here's what i thought he was actually going to do by the way at one point was like he realized he's time traveled back before his his little sister's born because uh-huh. they don't know who tara is and he's like three yeah i thought for sure he was gonna do a whole thing like hey mom and dad you should get your tubes tied. I thought he was going to do something like that to like, <laughs> like keep keep his little sister from being born. Like change his. Fate. Well, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's finish up this yeah. book here. Let's, fin- let's finish up the story. That that would have made sense. That's not what happened. So, you, would you like to? Ex- yeah. So what happens is he he starts to take over and starts to take a little control of his life as he gets younger and younger until he's a baby and he ends up in the store with his parents on a lunch break with their with their dad the dad yes they visit the dad one day at lunch and he's a little tiny baby he's a little toddler he's barely walk and he somehow through some you know 
you know, what all those baby movies you just listed, all those things. He, <laughs> he uses his baby cunning to get to the to the cuckoo clock right as it's about to chime at eight o'clock and or whatever time it is. And he, he, he as it's counting down, he gets to the top and he twists the head back around because for some reason the clock, I guess the clock is literally traveling through time um, and he must hit something on the side when he's doing it. And that's not that's not clear. It's yeah, not clear. what exactly is it? It's very unclear. But he he changes it <laughs> at the last second as the as the clock's about to shoot back in, as the the bird's about to go back in the clock. He turns the head back around and he and he goes and then this is where I thought it was a little bit of an inconsistency. He's like, nothing happened. The time travel didn't happen. And I'm like, well, you fucking idiot! It happens when you go to sleep. We are. It's a Groundhog this Day situation. It's really the dumbest kid we've ever had in good. Yeah, months. but but. Then all of a sudden there's this fucking flash and he's transported back to to like his present day, which doesn't make sense. That never is how. No, it doesn't make sense. That's not it how have it been like I got. I thought for sure the next one was going to be. I succeeded. I'm now traveling forward again, and now I get to have my revenge. And then he was going to like do all the do stuff all the stuff again, right? But no, instead no. he he teleports back, and he wakes up, and it's his birthday again, and there's no little sister, and he's like, this is the perfect day and he murders his sister by not fixing the timeline with her in it he kills his okay, sister yes he time well, look, he, he time murders there's a detail his he doesn't well i don't know if he time murders his sister because i mean obviously yeah she's no longer part of it but maybe maybe what he was supposed to do is he took the date off so eventually at the end of the book it's like oh you know what i finally realized what the flaw was and you think the whole book is supposed to be like yeah clearly it's like it's a time travel machine that can ruin your life yeah no the flaw is that on the giant dial on the side which somehow has every year ever right for three thousand years or something for three thousand years which doesn't even make any sense like the one year that's missing is like 1996 or whatever the year that his sister was born yes so because that wasn't on the clock, when they went back over it, his sister wasn't born, but that sounds like just the year didn't happen. That's like yeah. no events from nineteen ninety six happened? Like it just it just skipped it? It's like a thirteenth floor in a hotel. Like we're just all just gonna like gloss over the fact that this year just isn't in anyone's memory. But I don't think he took the year off. Unless they were gonna say that when he was a baby he ripped it off like the sticker or something. And that was like fate, like he ruined it in the past, uh-huh. and that was the defect in the future. I don't think he killed his sister. It's just like a weird byproduct of it. Yeah. But theoretically, anything else happened in 1996? Like uh, Animaniacs didn't come out, or whatever, like whatever dark future this is. Whoa! Um, here's here's a weird thing. Uh, so I read, I I bought the book on Amazon to read it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's differences in the different editions of the book. The, what? The 2003 what? reprint, the book changes Tara's birth year from 88 to 96 and um in 25 in the 2015 ebook, which is one I assume that I read, uh yeah. he re- they rewrite her birth year as 2008. So I didn't read that one even though I totally bought the ebook. Um and then also huh. the the years on the on the dial change too. It's 3000 in the 2003 edition, 2000 in the 1995 edition. Okay, so here's <laughs> here's the thing about me reading okay. this as a kid, I read the 1995 edition, and I remember that freaked me the fuck out because I remember people kept saying the world was going to end in 2000, and I was like, he thinks so too, and it freaked me <laughs> out because I was like, oh my, RL's a doomsday. Yeah, so that freaked me out, and I was wondering when I read it this time why it said 3000. I was like, that's weird. I remember it being like something like I, where I was like, oh god, it's fucking 2000. Everyone thinks it's going to end in 2000. Anyway, um, 
And then no, uh, that's very fascinating. Yeah, and then in the but so anyways, apparently in the 2003 edition, which I apparently read, he uses the encyclopedia. But in 2015, he uses the internet. I don't know if you guys read the internet. Oh one. no, I think I read the encyclopedia one. So I think it's I, I think wonder... it's interesting that he changed the years though. He and must. I guess it's a book where you almost would have to, just so the kid doesn't go like, "I was a twelve-year-old born in nineteen ninety-six when I was born in 2000. Like, when, right. like when, as the age as years go on. Well, here's the but thing. Yeah, this might have been a publisher choice. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. In two thousand and three, they have it ending. The clock ends on in the year three thousand. But in the newest book, the twenty fifteen one, it ends in twenty fifty. Weird, huh? <gasps> what happens in twenty fifty that they know about? So that's what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's scarier though. It is scarier to have the book tell you that the world's going to end in a time that you're going to see. You know what I'm saying? Damn, dude. Damn, we're dude. Guys, if this we're shit happened, book in twenty fifty. We're going to read. If we if we skip ninety six, dude, Tupac still be oh, alive. Oh <gasps> fuck! Yeah. Okay. So. That doesn't make that's that's the craziest time travel <laughs> idea I've ever heard. That by skipping a year, the events don't happen. Yeah, it would. John Benet Ramsey <gasps> still alive, still living, or she's still, still alive, as far as we know. When did that? When did John Bobbitt get his wiener cut off? Lorraine <laughs> 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 John Bobbitt got his wiener cut off. I think earlier in the nineties, it was a simpler. It was a simpler time when we only cared about wieners getting cut off and thrown <laughs> in the grass. It was ninety three when that guy's wiener was the, was the. Remember when the news made fun of a guy for two or three months just because his dick got cut off? Like that was the height he, of American he got discourse. And we were all like, "Ah, yeah, you dumb didn't idiot!" He, didn't he rape his wife? Wasn't that is that the, what that it was? No way. Yeah, I think I, it's like. I've heard the other like thing that she was like the reverse thing. I don't know. Oh, that's a Wikipedia. That's another. I think. That's I think a, he was cheating. That's a Wikipedia entry for another time. I think he was cheating. I think that's what it was. No, wait. Oh, is that what it was? Hold on. Yeah. No, you, Dom's right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Make fun of that guy for having his wiener chopped off. Yeah, that guy's a fucking horrible that's monster. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll take. I'll, res- I'll rescind my. Uh, yeah, don't make fun of a guy. Later to appear on WWE, courtesy of Vince McMahon. <laughs> was he really? Yes, yeah. he was. But who did he fight? Who did he fight? Like a, a, uh, he a Jewish stereotype? Val Venus. Like he turned, he, Val Venus was going to have his wiener chopped off by. Um, <sighs> uh, I'll just say Asian folk. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what their kayfabe uh, 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 background was and what their actual background was because it may have different. Wait, be different. Okay, but they were going to use a sword to chop off Val Venus's penis. And uh, John Bobby <laughs> comes in and turns the lights off. Yeah. So that he could get away or so you don't see the dick getting cut off. Uh, yeah, I guess he got away. <laughs> uh, he was chained up, though. Like they were ready to chop his wiener off. I, this is what I watched when I was a little Me boy. Too. Okay, yeah. So so just just a weird reach. There's like a, a really terrible Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode where a bunch of Chinese caricatures are going to rip off Carl's dick. Is that what that's referencing? Maybe. No, no, I can't. So, like the the the, so the clock, right? Yeah. Theoretically, it has backwards time powers if you reverse the the head. And here's a theory: either Go one, on, yes. it was built magically, like the legend says, to travel back in time, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't make any sense as a magical thing, unless either you're a mortal. Uh-huh. or you are had the clock in a rigid, stuck place. Four centuries so that you can go back centuries, but even then you wouldn't survive, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any way for you to take the clock and go forward? I guess not. I don't... 
Well, the head's forward already. Unless you set the, the dial, maybe, to, like, the future so year like, and like then turn reverse, the head. Yeah, it's like a reverse-only type thing where, like, let's say he has it up to 3,000 so that in the year 2950, you can set it and go backwards to maybe, later I years think that's and then pro- go back. It's probably only a return because you can't travel. Well, no. Don't they say that it would only you'd only be able to travel forward in time? Really, you won't be able to travel backward in time. You're just living it, I guess, by just being. So unless you live forever, no one can use this clock without turning into a baby. That's yeah. I think you're right. That's it. Hey guys, I feel like I'm I'm moving sackwards in time. You know, living in this ball sack of a year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're, he- you're, he- you're heading back to it. You're oh. heading back to the sack when you're traveling back in time. <laughs> Uh, I will yeah. say I was actually disappointed that we didn't get uh, to him realizing that he's like in the womb. Dude, I wanted that like that, weird like a, body horror, like a two thousand and one. Because he's Ooh. supposed to be aware, all, all, so you would be all a- gooed up in womb goo. Oh, what if it was like him being aware of him being born, and he's like, "No, don't bring me out." And it's like his da- oh, and it's like his dad delivering him, and then somehow as they're like raising him up to cut the cord, he sees a little cuckoo clock on the wall. It's like there it is, goo goo gaga, and he whips his umbilical around it. its neck. And he whips his umbilical cord like Indiana Jones and turns the head backwards. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, a- okay. So I know you think this book was the worst one. <laughs> but let me argue for why it is actually a sure. good one. Sure. It doesn't fuck around, it just goes. No, I mean that's true. There's not a lot of fake jump scares after it starts. And happening. there's not a lot of like meandering bullshit. It just goes. And it's kinda scary. It scared me, because like could you, you could yes. you could grasp the doom at the end of this where if he didn't fix it, he would just be unborn, which is basically dying. You're just dying the opposite way. So it was really scary, you know? Because it was like an actual death of the kid, like, was imminent and would would have happened. I, I totally hear that. And I think that's a valid point. Counterpoint. Go on. I, I'm not, not going to try to convince each other. I just think there's both, both sides of the same uh, time travel coin. This book takes this premise that is really fun and is so boring with it there are two moments moments I had to write down because I couldn't believe we were talking about okay. it. One is where we just learn about what the characters have been eating recently. Uh-huh. Yes. This is this yeah. is a quote. Yeah. We had we had pasta with broccoli and tomato sauce for dinner. Mom was on a big non-meat low-fat kick. I didn't mind. Pasta was better than we'd had the night before. Lentil soup. You know, honey, dad complained to mom a hamburger now and then never heard anybody. I disagree. Mom said she had to say more. We yes. Don't <laughs> like, I'm just drifting to sleep yeah. as I'm reading. I'm like, why are, why are we learning this? Well, you know why that's it in doesn't there. Even, it doesn't come into play later. You know why that's in there? Because RL's, RL was RL's wife was on a vegetarian kick and he wasn't happy about it. <laughs> and he was like, it doesn't even come and he into was play like, later. Loretta, I wrote you into my re- most recent book. You should read it. And then she read it and they had a, probably a fight about it that night. Okay, sure. Yeah, and what's then, up, what's upsetting is that he calls her Lorette when he's mad. <laughs> Lorette, <laughs> Lorette. Uh, I'm gonna eat this chicken McNugget. <laughs> <laughs> we should be his wife makes a nice meal. He's like, I'm having chicken nuggets again. And he just makes it out of the microwave and stomps away. <laughs> I write books for little boys. <laughs> I can have little boy food. <laughs> uh, and the other moment where I was like, Why is this the thing? He's already time traveling back. He remembers everything from the future, but now he's a little five-year-old or three-year-old boy. Uh-huh. And he's just impressing his parents by showing them he knows how to tie his shoe. And then we just watch as his parents watch him how he ties his shoe. And I just wrote down, why this now? Why out of all the things 
are we watching a little boy tie his shoes? I'm going, wow, what a little smart boy. Like, fuck off, RL. There's so many things you could do with this premise. Do you think that his actions in the past affected his his present when he came back? I don't. That would be no. That would be a cool idea. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Paul. Go on. And Tom, but also Paul, <laughs> especially. He doesn't do anything to make anything different. <laughs> that would, that would, that's supposed to be the whole fun. That's the whole Back to the Future fantasy, right? You tell your dad the plot to Star Wars when he's in bed, and then your dad ends up writing the plot to Star oh, Wars. Yeah. Now you're mega rich. Shit. Like, he doesn't do anything that changes the events. He doesn't even affect his sister not being born, it seems like, unless... Unless he peeled off the 2003 or whatever 1996 sticker off the clock, therefore removing that year from time, he has done nothing. Maybe it was, and I hate this. Maybe kid. it was. I hate this dumb. Maybe kid. it was when he was joyfully shitting in front of his mom and enjoying it that that she was like, "I'll yeah. never have another kid again. These things are terrifying." Does he just not have sphincter control? Because I feel like he could have held it. You in. know, I think he could have held it in because you know. What muscles to do when you need to not go poo? And I bet you right? have control of those pretty young. Yeah, as a kid, you just don't know which ones they are. So you're just like kind of a, a pile of meat, right? <laughs> this is how child development works. Yes. So like he he totally was like, I don't know what to do. I'm time traveling. Boop, 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 and he just poops in his mom's hand. Yeah. Like, I, I hate this kid. These are the worst kids. These were pr- some of the worst kids in any These book. are the worst kids. Yeah. I was really hoping for some sort of come up. Like, Tara is not even funny mean. No. It's just like you kind of hate the parents too because they're just not disciplining. Yeah, her. she's a vicious demon, and then and they don't do anything about it. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to find out that she was like a wizard or something, and that's why she's so mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that would have made sense. Yeah. Uh, I hate these kids. Yeah, I did uh, as a kid. I kind of like related with Michael because he's a kind of a, just a weird, awkward kid, and I was like, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, I am Michael. So I think that's why I, yeah. this one stuck around in my head for a while, but. You were just reading it, and you were like, ha-ha, Mike, it only gets worse. <laughs> yep. You know, it's it's a memorable book. Like, I rem- I was kind of recalling how much the idea of turning a cuckoo clock's head backwards was like, like makes perfect sense. I totally get why it travels you back in time. Yep. Like, as a kid, that completely worked for yeah. me. Uh, that It's a memorable idea, I guess. But, uh, I don't know. Like... Maybe um, you're gonna name drop a, a a wizard, a German black forest wizard in a in the beginning of your book. Have him meet the wizard at some point. I don't know. Add, throw some spice in there. Yeah, right. You know, that's remember awesome. remember a few books ago when that wizard became a guy's uh, some kid's dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we needed. That was nice. That's what we needed. That was nice. Yeah. If if he'd encounter the forest and. Encountered a wizard in the forest. He time traveled too far back. Like he went past baby time, and now suddenly he was like the wizard or something. Maybe he traveled Whatever. back Get to that to that it. mystical yeah. fairy tale German forest, the Black Forest, yeah. and then met a wizard there, and then came back, and then smote his sister in a wizard battle. That would have been dope. I love this book so much more now that you have pitched this. I don't like this current book. I like the book that you're pitching. So you'll say that's a catch. That's a catch. I am touching that. I'm taking it home. I'm cutting putting it, it in the net, putting it in the fish Fry net. it up. <laughs> Fry it up at home. Got my fish hat on. Got all my baits on there. <laughs> have you guys ever gone fishing and caught a fish? Yeah. Have you guys ever done yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you not? Have you guys like, 
Did you guys? Well, I did, and I caught a bunch of big fish. I never could kill the fish. I felt too. No, bad. I didn't like doing that either. Okay, you caught fish, Chad. Jeez, <laughs> I'm not trying to brag about it. It was. Really, uh, no, it, I went fishing. I caught a bunch of big fish, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, and my dad never let me hear the end. Really? Of it. Like I was. Yeah, it was a bunch of big catfish. This is going way into inside of what Chad's young childhood. was No, like. I didn't do that either, Chad. I, I couldn't kill them either. I, I we no. remember, remember we caught them. And we took them back to land, and we put them down on the ground. I was like, now you just slid them open. I just saw these fish, like, gasping for oh, air. Oh, yeah. And, and, it, and it was like, we got to go kill them now. And I'm like, we can't do it. Put them back. <laughs> and, and, and they were like, really? I'm like, put them back. And, and we put them back in there. And I remember the guy said to my dad, like, your son just threw away around $200 in delicious catfish. <laughs> oh, my and my dad God. has never – and that was also, like, what, 2002 money? Uh, uh-huh. My dad's never let me hear the end of it. Like, not even in a joking way. Like, he's still mad. <laughs> My uncle killed the fish for us. He was very nice about it. I think if I think if maybe they had just done it and I would have looked the other way, I would have been fine. Yeah. But they were very clearly like, kill the fish. Do it. Look it in the eyes. And I was like, I can't do it. What was traumatizing about mine is that my dad would make me choke the fish. <laughs> <laughs> See how they can't breathe? Make them not breathe worse. <laughs> well, you'd, you would reverse waterboard it where you would hold it underwater but then put like a dry towel over its mouth. <laughs> So like it couldn't breathe the water. Well, he called it. He called it jacking him up, and you would have to like put push him against a tree and choke him to death. <laughs> Be like, you think you can swim faster than me? You fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dom's dad's Italian, so. Oh, Catch yeah. him and jack him up. <laughs> him. I'm just picturing all of our dads with big muscles. Just, just really do the fear that. really tenderizes. Yeah, my dad. Uh, my dad took us. My dad took us fishing one time, and he took us to this shitty creek that was like on the one side was a giant Catholic church, and on the other side, <laughs> which we sat between, was a KFC and a Dunkin' Donut. Oh man! I'm and so then there was a freeway right behind us. Yeah, I was like. I remember sitting there and be like, Dad, this isn't where you go to catch fish. And of course, we caught nothing. And within an hour, he took us home. <laughs> was that was that your, was that your only fish time with my dad? Yeah. Uh, I I remember a time I went to go visit my uncle out on his farm, and it was very clearly like, "Hey, we're city slickers. You need to go bond with your farmer uncle." Uh-huh. And he was like, "Yeah, sure. We have nothing to talk about because what the fuck is Dragon Ball?" <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Here, you can help me out. This thing. There's there's turtles infesting my pond." I need you to take this rifle because you play shooter games, right? I'm like, yeah. I need you to take this t- rifle and, and shoot all the turtles. What? And and I was like, when they pop out of the water, you need to shoot them. I'm like, they're hurting your farm. He's like, yeah, they're hurting my farm. And and uh, turns out I'm real fucking good at crack shooting turtles. They pop out of the water. Wow. Uh, I I killed about ten turtles. Oh my god! Not you bragging, made me sick. Not you bragging, made me sick, Chad. But I was just like a good crack shot. And I was feeling really proud. My uncle was like proud of me for the first time ever. And then on the car ride home, I'm like, wait, how are those turtles hurting that pond? And I real like I suddenly flashed back to all the clear signs that he wanted me to just kill turtles for fun, but he had to trick me. <laughs> that I was like he had tricked me that I was like saving the farm from poverty. And I realized I was just I just murdered innocent turtles. I still think about that and feel terrible. I'm confessing fucking Chad. podcast. He fucking ends Enders gamed you. He enders gamed me. <laughs> he fucking enders gamed you. What the fuck? So, oh my god, I never thought about that. <laughs> Holy That's shit. fucked up. <laughs> he really did. I'm sorry. I'm just recalling really from realizing the level. 
great. I was just gonna go ahead and make a jarhead reference, but sure. Is, you know, is there a jarhead? I, the, if the Enders game one was enough. <laughs> is is there a moment in Jarhead where they trick him into to kill an entire race of beings? Planet? Yeah. Isn't that the plot of Jarhead? Is that what happens to Jarhead? Isn't the plot of Jarhead is like he goes to war and then he realizes that like what he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing out there and he's like his life is falling apart back home and like he's isn't he like I, I never like, saw it. I'll just fuck, what, I haven't the fuck, seen what the fuck it. is this it, about? Yeah. I haven't seen it's it. It's pretty good. Uh, I watched it in school. <laughs> I they showed it to you. I couldn't shake it over the thought that it was just it was just Jughead from Archie Comics and I was like he's eating ah. hamburgers. There is Jarhead too. What? Which is, a, a, I think, like a, a propaganda film. Jarhead one is more of just like <laughs> this is the plight of like people who. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like a really um, serious like deconstruction of army stuff. Jarhead two is like he's gonna fucking kill them terrorists. Jarhead two, the last Jarhead, Jarhead sniper. Well, guys, you, don't, you might not know this, but there's a Jarhead three. No, they've gotten the three. They've gotten to three. Okay. And I don't. What's the I don't. Of uh, three? A group of Marines must protect U.S. ambassador from a group of militants. Who attacked the embassy? Oh my God! It's an embassy being attacked. It's totally, I feel like totally a propaganda, propaganda film. Oh, guys! Oh, it's an embassy being attacked. Like a certain, uh, like a certain Benghazi. Uh-huh. Is what you're telling you, uh, you can officially, uh, you can officially buy a DVD collection of the Jarhead collection. Jarheads one through three. Guys, uh, I don't know this. This Dad, is completely what? out of context. But I'm looking at the cast, and at the very bottom of the cast, Danislav Mitev as Dracula. So I'm just gonna assume. <laughs> I'm gonna assume. Whoa! I'm gonna okay. assume Dracula's in this movie. <laughs> I think we need to see Jarhead three. I think Dracula's in this, guys. Oh my god, the terrorists are working with Dracula! Holy shit! <laughs> uh, Holy guys, I'm looking shit. up right now. By the way, the Jarhead four is in development. Wow! And this time, Jarhead's a dog. Oh no way! They're going. Uh, they're going Airbud. It's like Max, Max, yeah, kind of thing. Like he's going to be a hero. Wow! Uh, did they make it, that movie? At one point, at one point he gets stuck in a bucket, and it's like, oh, you jarhead. That's where he comes up with the title. And it all loops oh. back. Yeah, it's all great. The, the terrorists um, can't shoot him because he's too adorable. That's a that's a genius plot to fighting ISIS. Yeah, send, send him, in send the dog. Super smart dogs. Yeah, send yeah. in the dogs. Send the dogs, and then like on their backs are just like r- mounted control guns can with rocket launchers on their backs, dude. Sure, I mean, yeah, I think if you can handle a rocket launcher, maybe there's. Here's the thing. All right, we're gonna do this. We need and to- Obama's <laughs> face to scare him. <laughs> the mad dog Obama. I, I think I think we need to divide the dogs into different uh, classes. So like, okay, now uh, you're getting now ju- you're getting a little right. Aryan with this. You get no, a little no, German no, on us, no, Chad. No, 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 German shepherds. Not saying because German. German shepherds. Are like, <laughs> Whoa, okay. German shepherds have the rifles on their backs, but bulldogs—they got the artillery. Yeah, launcher. no, that's a bull. good point. That's what I'm saying. They, they got you. Got to have them be able to sit down and just stay there as an artillery. Bu- shell a fires a off. bull mastiff could have a Gatling gun on it. Yeah, see exactly. Yeah, and then you have like like a little uh, like a little. Uh, here's, here's here's the here's the dope ones. Greyhounds, yeah, they just got blades on them. Yes. They just run by and sneaky snake Real you. Fast. They just run by, you don't even see them. Chihuahuas fast, yeah. fly drones. <laughs> Wait, they fly the drones. Yeah, man, they're not in the drones. They're not they even flying fly the them. Drones. They're just inside of them. They just put. They, they're still okay. humans flying the drones back at the base, but they have dogs in them because it's got. You got to have the dog theme carry over. Yeah, really. Really, the dog doesn't contribute any part to it other than just keeps the theme and the and the brand yes. alive. I get it. The dogs of war. Um, 
I'm on board that. That's, I mean, if anybody wants to fund that movie, just send us some money. <laughs> <laughs> By uh, going to patreon.com slash a goose. I'm going to call it either Dogs of War or War Dogs. Dogs of War is pretty good. I think I like War Dogs, though. Oh, Paul, you are going see eye to eye on this. We're, uh, the project's, the project's You know what? I'll go either way. I'm cool with either one, Chad. I'm going to keep the project <laughs> alive. All right, all right and here that, it ladies is. ladies and gentlemen, is how you negotiate in Hollywood. <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Ready? The title. Yeah. War Dogs. Better than the bark. <laughs> <laughs> better than, better no, than, better than the, the bite. Better than the bite. No, I think it's uh, I think it's better than better the bark. Than the bite. No, 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 yeah, wait, okay, wait, no, yeah. wait. The bark okay. is worse than their bite is the saying, right? How about this? Yeah. No, I got this. Uh what's your title before the colon? What is it? Well no, we go War Dogs. War Dogs. Dogs of War. The Dogs of War. No, no. Dogs of War, colon, bark and awe. <laughs> bark and awe. Bark and awe. Bark and awe. That's what it is. If you say it too fast, it sounds like a bacon bacon. Topic. And then if if, but it's if we test it with audiences and it doesn't do well with like a certain like you know like a more like a liberal audience, we'll just change it to Dogs of War, shock and awe, and it'll be it'll be real cute. It'll be real cute. They'll deliver they'll deliver flowers to the enemy and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, just some notes from the test screening. Uh, the families loved it. Uh, they didn't like when the dogs hung Saddam. <laughs> they thought it was a little and dark. Then, like, and then pulled on the rope tug of war. They didn't like that part. <laughs> and then took turns peeing on him. Yeah, they, that part was a little over the line. They didn't do a enough. A little yeah. much. And then one of the dogs jacked up Saddam while he was on there by choke, double choking him while he was being hung. <laughs> With his little paws. <laughs> And I think that's the end of the episode, guys. I think that's the end of Goosebuds, guys. Thanks, Thanks for stopping by. Uh, do we, do we just on the Goose Bus? <laughs> the Goose Bus. Here's one stop. Burp, we, gotta you, we gotta get you out of here, um, guys. What's going on? Like, what's some stuff that's happening in your lives that people should check out? Maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still doing Pretend Friends. If you haven't listened to it yet, Pretend Friends is an actual play role playing podcast. Where we don't play D anD D, we play a different game actually, and it's very silly and very goofy. And if you like the humor of this show or anything else we do, you'll like it. It's very funny. I enjoy it. Chad said, uh, even if he wasn't my friend, he would listen to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a genuine thing. I I do enjoy it. It's one. Of my, it's here's the thing. I think a lot of D anD D shows are actually very difficult to listen to. You guys actually have like a whole system figured out. I I dig thank it. you. Um, uh, I'll I don't know. Uh, throw it out. Throw it out. I was. Uh, Throw it out there. I started playing on uh, the D&D Twitch channel every week. I don't know if I announced that yet. But uh, on Thursdays, at least for the next couple months, who knows how long, uh, I'm playing with Commander Holly, who's been on the show. Uh, on the D&D Twitch channel, Thursdays, 5 Pacific. Uh, it's me. I'm playing a Warforged. And we're in Sigil from Planescape. It's a real fun time. Please come you by have and a, watch. Or you can listen to the VODs You later. have a great cast for that. It's a very cool. Uh, Jimmy Wetzel is a friend of ours, uh, and uh, Anna Prosser and Twitty Such, two of the people I'm becoming friends with. Uh, real, real fun yeah, it's time. Good cast. Real fun time. Uh, Dom, what about you? What you got going on? You got some paperback paradise. I saw a new post. I made a new PP one. Yes, back. I have another one. I, I, I have another one. I, it'll probably be out by the time I, I. I just have. I had to write it on a post-it because I, I bought the book yesterday, and then I was like, "What the fuck is this book going to be?" And then I was getting ready for work, so I had to write it on a post-it and put it on there because I figured it out, and it was uh, "Deed to My Dick." <laughs> <laughs> so not seeing the title, 
Only here in the title, not see the cover. I can't wait to see what oh, the cover is. It's shit. called The Deed to My Dick. I, lo- I love getting um, the title before seeing the picture. That's great. Hey, soon, soon. I like that um, tease, but, uh, yeah. Uh, you can get your very own Mickle t-shirt at ComfyJunior.com. All of the stuff that I do, I sell it on there. I ship it all by myself. If you include a note... I'll respond to it. I usually give you a little something extra for free. Somebody included a note that said they were buying a Mickle shirt and they were like, this is actually my second Mickle shirt. And then I wrote oh you the God. real MVP. And I put a <laughs> sticker of Roddy Piper pointing at, <laughs> at him on there. I was very happy with that. That's worth it for sure. I love it. Also, you I, know, all that types of stuff. Every Comfy Junior merchandise has been graced by Dom. He has touched, touched. it. With part Touched of by me, lived with me. It lived with me for a bit. Can I say that, like, um, you give each one a little kiss before you put it in the box? You can't say that. That's <laughs> okay. actually. I Is can't that against shipping regulations? I'm not allowed. My lawyer has suggested. Okay. That fair enough. I don't yeah. answer that. You're not question. saying you don't do it, though, right? I'm so, not. I. Um, I uh, choose not to answer. Cool. Uh, he pleads the fifth on this. But uh, some of the stuff that we've been doing at Cartoon Network, me and my team. Uh, the Cartoon Network YouTube channel, there's a playlist called CN Minis. Yeah. I don't know why it's called that, but it is. And, <laughs> make a little minis. Uh, mini funnies. They're mini. We put up one today that was an hour long. Wait, what? Um, yeah, we well, we put up, we put up, uh, we did like some slow TV backgrounds. I'm working on one right now, but we, we put up one that is, uh, it's like Ice King's Castle. And it's just kind of just like a sound and relaxation kind of thing. Oh, it's an hour dope. long. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, people really like it. We were happy with uh, the response, though. So it was good. So you like put it on your TV in the background and just kind of hang out? Uh, Yeah, just put it on. We did it today. It actually blew by. It was only an hour long, so it ended within an hour. That's really but, cool. uh, I just pulled, I just that's pulled it up. It's beautiful. Some of it I've... Some of it I've drawn, some of it I've written, some of it you'll hear my voice. Somebody called it out today. I did a voice of a banana garden one. <gasps> I didn't know and, that. Uh, and uh, he just, he th- this dude commented and was like, dude, sounds like Kermit. And then he was like, Kermit the banana. Oh, this looks dope, dude. I love this. There's all types of stuff on there. I, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm a part, I'm a part of all of it. Oh yeah. The children are yelling at me now. Uh, I'm a part of all of it. I'm, I, I'm I didn't know you, you were now officially in the Adventure Time canon by being one of the voices of Banana Guards. That's huge. I made a voice. Uh, I wish I could do it again. I, I wanted to re-record it because I wasn't happy with it. This is a little behind the scenes, but hey, <laughs> there Dude, we that's go. That's like your Pink Floyd I, metal. They made that sound on the album Metal, and they didn't know how to recreate it. And they were like, ah, oh, well, I guess we can't ever make that again. That's cool. Yeah, this is what we got. Yeah, ba- basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, oh, hey. Also, while you're on that Cartoon Network channel, because that's Cartoon Network's official YouTube, watch some Unikitty clips. Yeah, man. watch some Unikitty clips. Hell yeah! I wrote like a bunch of those. Watch, watch. You know what? Watch Kitty Court. We did a whole episode where it's like a fake TV net channel in Unikitty's kingdom. I'm real proud of it. Watch, watch that one, please. Please do. God, good God! The Cartoon Network fans are so mad. Oh, they're mad all anyway. the time. It's so funny. It's also always someone with children. like uh, uh, even though it's a cartoon about understanding and acceptance, it's always someone with the Steven Universe avatar going like, "I hate this. Get this off the air." <laughs> like, would per- would Pearl say that? Would Pearl Just say that? Just mad children. Just angry children.
guys. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support the show and get access to bonus content and new episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds. Uh, our Patreon is supported by many folks, including these wonderful people. Asim Zeman. Stefan Jive Turkey Kuabara. The High Meowmers 2.0 The Quickening. <laughs> Kale Clinton. T-Crabs. Matthew Rager. Heidi Shanks. Adrian Gunter. Hector Alberto. Rivera Ortiz. Cougar Kepelman. Reinfected. Ooh, Nicholas Johnson. Gabe Chavez. Heath Robinson. Sludge McKenzie. King Bank. Andrew Blank. <laughs> Jeremy, the king of lizards. A lot of kings going on here. Mm-hmm. Joey Evans. Ryan J. Navarro. Cote. Cam. Chadfan420. McLean. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, Chadfan. Uh, Maddie. Ethan Obama. Brett Roth. TJ Barone. Sam Newton. Samuel Lowell Jackson. Nice. <laughs> Cody Redfield. Tyler Penner. Matt Batchelor. Eric LeBaron. Ishak Arifin. Randy Hernandez. Amelia Crouch. Will Vanderslice. Brian Shell. Trendy Moron. Nicholas Vu. Clay Castle. Tom Widom. Miguel Pardo. Christina Doley. Tara Jansen. Macho Muffin Randy Savage. First name, last name. <laughs> Caleb Daughtry. Let me say again. Caleb Daughtry. Luke Noodles. Theodore the dog who does drugs. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy or sad. I don't know. He's free. It's, it's, it's for he his kidney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for his kidney. <laughs> oh, that also makes me sad. Jonas Blotterman. Chris Mazu. Juan Holguin. Roberto Rodriguez. Shifty Swamps. Mudbark. They're best friends, Shifty Swamps and Mudbark. Mm-hmm. Third Sergio. Patrick. Tom. Aaron, making you say words, Cole. The Dragon Llama. Jake Young. Jason Crooker. S. Patrick Reynolds. Scott Colopy. Trent Davis. Jacob Rackior. Your best pal. Some shitty prank by your brother. Oh. Tyler Lucas. Kyle Billings. Robert Boone. Poop Dick Tracy. Always on the case. Stealth Bass. Ryan Melfi. Logan Troiano. Sorry. Yetisburg. Michael Knight. Pen Mask. Connor Church. Zentacles. Lendo Martin. Ronald King. Drew Applegate. Silo. Alistair <laughs> Perez. Brian Wells. Victor. Becca McWilliams. Boner Jams 2018, Return of the Bride of the Slink. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yep. Zambambino. Spencer Egert. Sven Stormbeard. Ben Bohat. Psychomaster 1. Carly Sarnowski. Vincent Modica. Aaron T. Strook. Chris Culver. Stephen Daniels. John Jimko. Brandon Roudenbush. Brian 
I'm good. Jennifer Britton. Afshin Mataleb. Bean Daddy Spook Boy. Danky McStanky. Low Bellies Tears underscore. Sarah Kemp. <laughs> YT Chan. Philip McKee. Zachary J. Boss. Matt Flanagan. Jibs. Great Awake Man. The Rupal Productions. Mayor Negatorium. Joshua Lopez. Martin A. Macias. Daniel Kaleas. I love how those two go together. Mm-hmm. Jim Graves. Graves. <laughs> John Luke. Natu Pearl Henderson. Christopher Boss. Hollis Hornbeak. Turtle Mancer. <laughs> Zachary James Boss. Always on there. I love him twice. Walter yep. Frazier. Ford Theater Reunion. Sean Lyons. Cameron Murphy. Audio. Paul Grasso. Ben Biole. Michael McDowell. David Crown. Zane Keith. Dagger Throwing Knives. I'm a Kevin. Joshua P. Robertson. Tim I. Healy. David Cole. Mickey, Mickey C. C. Oh, my bad, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, your record was great. I'll just keep going. Mickey C. Dapio. Jared Mason. Kevin Boucher. Taylor Dirks. Matt Sadler. Nick Hankel. Brian Fernand. Fred Atkins. Nathan Dolezal. Clayton C. Mike Lanteri. Kyla Tharp. Buddy Morrill. Chris Birch. And Joe waiting on Snow Dogs to scat. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much for supporting the show and being our buds on the Goose Bus. We won't leave you on the side of the road like that (laughs) other bus. They're mean. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, guys. And we'll see you around that Goose Buds fire soon enough. Bye, guys. Don't touch my clock. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.